Hello and welcome to the Chica Travel Podcast. My name is Lelo Boyana and my special guest this week is Kachi Nzama, who travels throughout Africa alone, sipping beer and having the most amazing fun. The first time I met Kachi was in Lagos about two to three years ago. I was there for a Google event and we had a like an evening party and she just happened to be at the party. So today will be actually the first time that I see her in our home soil. Kachi has traveled extensively throughout Africa, South Africa as well, and she speaks all 11 of our South African languages. So, so interesting. She's an advocate for intra-African travel, and her travels are all about decolonizing African travel culture and inspiring more Africans to explore our beautiful, beautiful continent. So, given how beautiful African men are... You can't be traveling the continent alone like her and not get comfortable. So this week, I'd like to chat to her about her travels, but also most importantly, about all the holiday flings. She tells me that she has a bit of experience in this area. So this is all about her experience. Hello, babe. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How good are you? Good to see you. The last time I saw you, we were in Lagos. Dude. And you... <laughs> and you? I crashed your party. <laughs> you can't take you? me anywhere. La girl. I was like, who is this now? <laughs> I'm telling you. she was like, you were like, like so comfortable. Like it was like you belong. Yes, because Lagos is my other home. <laughs> so is, is, is that how you are like in every place that you visit? You yes. just go there and I just go there space. to be a local. I'm taking up space <laughs> everywhere. I'm cementing myself. Zosa said I should. Yeah. What were you doing in Lagos though? So Lagos is part of my um my travels, my campaign Breaking Borders. Oh, from... was it part of that? Yeah, okay. it was part of Breaking Borders. So I met borders. you through uh, your, your You were campaign. part of, yes. Hey. I actually met a lot of South Africans through mm. Breaking Borders. Um, a different, in different parts of the different continent. Co- uh, yeah, in different countries. Mm. So Breaking Borders was me going from the most northern point of Africa in Tunisia. Mm-hmm. Um, coming down to the most southern point of Africa, which is in in Cape Town, yeah, and going using public transport uh, via West Africa and Central Wait. Africa, yeah. No, the trauma is real. There, <laughs> never, ever again. So you did it, and you did it over six months. I did it over six yeah, months. Yeah, and you're like, nah, I'm nah. done. How many visas do you, do, did you have to apply for in that I process? Actually like a lot. I don't count visas. Yeah. I think visas for me were the most heartbreaking thing. Mm. Um, I don't count visas. Because of how expensive they are, mm. but also because my passport is South African, you will find yourself in a country where they've never had to deal with the South African, so oh they don't Lord. know their they won't know their visa that was issued in Pretoria, mm. or what? they're not going to know that this is uh this is a South African passport and she doesn't pay for a visa for our country. Oh, no. It's a mess. It's but, a mess. <laughs> but how did you pick those uh, countries that you went to? Was so it, was it twenty one countries? It, um, oh. it was twenty two countries. 22, it yeah. was supposed to be twenty four. Algeria uh, retracted their visa because why are you a woman traveling alone? Where are you going? But what's that nonsense now? Um, in all honesty, they knew where was I going in Algeria alone. Me, I had one reason to go to Algeria, and it was <laughs> a boy. <laughs> they knew. Even my 
ancestors were like, yo, Algeria, take no. your visa. <laughs> so they gave it to you and then they took it back. And they took it back. Um, wow. They took it back and I ended up having to stay in Tunisia for another week wow. because my Moroccan visa was not valid yet. Mm. So I had that week where I was supposed to be, yeah, in, Algeria, to be in Algeria. But then luckily, I don't need a visa for uh, Tunisia and... When I came in, they realized that I was a travel blogger mm. after like two hours of questioning me. Oh and word. when they realized I was, this girl realized, oh, she has an Instagram. Oh, she's got a big follower. Oh my goodness, look at her pictures. She's going to show the world Tunisia. And that's how she convinced her bosses oh to let God. me into the country. Yep. That is so, so cool. So, yeah. So before we get to all of that now, but just tell us a bit about your, your, your background and how did you get into travel? So I, I, I came from a family of travel. I can't remember a time in my life where I didn't travel. I mm. mean, my parents had me when they were very young. So I lived with my grandparents in Venda. But even then, all we did was travel. Like my life was school, church, travel. Mm-hmm. And like we, we, I grew up in a home where your money was not for material things. For it was for experiences. Oh, wow. So experiences, it. you spend your money on experiences because they tended to pay more than that yes. cute pair of shoes. Yes. So, um, and then when I started, when I moved to Joburg eventually after like nine years, mm. um, lived with my parents, I continued traveling. And mm-hmm. then by the time I finished high school, now I could travel with just my friends. Yes. <laughs> and But then the thing is, the older you get, mm. now you're in corporate and people have boyfriends and they have excuses why they cannot travel. I was like, yes, I've got a car, I've got a passport, I've got their money. Why do I need all of you people? <laughs> I'm going by myself. And once I hated my job and mm-hmm. one one day I lied and I said, I'm going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. I left the office and before I knew it, I was at the border in Kosibe with Mozambique because I just, oh. it was either I was dying that weekend or I had to get away. So you literally just walked up yes. and left? Yes, because yeah. I used to keep my, my passport in my, but in my cabbie hole. I used to keep my passport in my cabbie hole okay, because now. I knew that okay, corporate never... was so miserable for <laughs> yeah. me. The only way to get away and to survive it was to travel. So mm-hmm. if I traveled, that means I would survive corporate mm-hmm. until Thursday. Thursday, then <laughs> things get tricky yeah, again. I then oh, now I get into me again and I got to run away. So the passport had to always be on standby, you know? Oh my gosh. And yeah. So you had small excuses like, Ah, let's just chase Oliver Mtukudzi around. Yeah. He's in Sadiq. Yeah. So let's go find him at bushfire then. Wow. Let's go find him at random weird places. Yeah. Let's find him in Windhoek. Yeah. He's there. So you just find Oliver Mtukudzi wherever he is. Yeah. And that's how the solo wanderer came about. Mm-hmm. But then also, I was a broke um, <laughs> person in corporate. I'm not making that much money. Mm. So... Five-star travel was definitely out of, it was not going to happen. So Mm. how do I then go around travel and how do I figure out how to do travel Mm. without getting myself into debt? Mm. So I think that's, that's, um, I think a lot of people, I think you've seen also on social media, they talk about, oh, we don't have money to travel and all of it. But you are all about, there is a way to actually travel Mm -hmm. without having to spend loads and loads of money. And, And what I always say about that is, you see, the thing is, you can't have a life mm-hmm. and then you think travel will be equivalent to that life. So if okay. you're a Santan baby, yes. please do not go to Nigeria and expect Santan okay. standards yeah. at yeah. VI. Yes. <laughs> no, five star in South Africa is not five star anywhere no, else. Absolutely not. You know what I mean? It's 
when you are going to travel, travel is so much more than where am I sleeping? Mm-hmm. Travel, there's so much to discover from travel that mm. the moment that you are going to fuss over how perfect some of the menial things yeah. are, mm. you're going to lose the purpose of that journey. <laughs> so you see people on social media will be talking about, no, if I'm sleeping in a hotel, it must have white sheets. So you're not about that life. No. <laughs> okay, I am. I like every once in a while. Every yeah. once, no, yeah. I don't even need to be comfortable. I just really? want to be safe. Okay. Keep me safe. Yeah. That's it. I just need security. Mm. Like I have slept in dodgy places, man, because mm. I was guaranteed uh, that's a watchman who's gonna we'll watch. Fine. I was okay. Wow. That's all that matters. Every once in a while, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, there's nothing. It is a hard. Let's find white sheets in our shower, <laughs> and then we can do this again." Mm. But. I'm going to leave home every day. Nyofuna, white sheets. Yeah. I'm wasting my time. I don't even Not need about them. That. So what is, the, what is the one thing then that, that you um, love about traveling? Like, what is, what is this thing that keeps driving you to? I have, I've been a travel and beer blogger for six years. This is my beer second blogger year. Even. Yeah. Beer. So I've been yeah, drinking you love beer, beer you across the, beer. Continent, the continent as well. And there's not one day that is the same. Mm-hmm. I will never, ever, ever have the day that is the same. Mm-hmm. Even today, what I did today, yeah. tomorrow it's not going to be yeah. the same. Yeah. No day of mine is ever monotonous. Wow. And that's all I ever wanted. I, and that's what I you do not want to repeat travels. the same thing over and over again. For mm-hmm. me, as a lifestyle choice, mm-hmm. doesn't work. I want to... I want to learn. I'm too curious. Mm. I can't sit in one place and do the same thing over and I'm mm. too curious. I want to interact with mm. people. I want mm. to question people. I want mm. to understand the way they do life and So how do yeah. you how do you do that? So you're traveling alone and you're in this country that you've never been you've never you don't know anyone basically. Yeah. How do you get in there and get to because you talk about you know immersing yourself in the culture and you know talking to the locals and eating their food, living with them. How do you do that? Like especially with someone like me who's not as outgoing as you because you're like, hey <laughs> how do you do that? You know, I always say to people in every country that I go to mm-hmm. The first thing that I find, because obviously I, I prefer villages over the cities. Mm-hmm. Wherever I find I myself. I want to do that. You must teach me how to do that. I will that's, teach that's you. The, part the, that first, I do. the first place to go to yes. is a Shubin. <laughs> go chill in a Shubin. Oh, yeah. I promise you. Go chill in a Shubin. Because mm-hmm. you must remember, if I am used to buying a draft in Santon for about 45 rand, in yeah. Joburg, a draft of beer is about 45 rand. Mm. And you're going to find yourself in some random village somewhere in the Gambia. Mm-hmm. 45 rand can get you like probably four rounds of beers. Mm-hmm. These people think, ah, you are rolling. You're making it rain. Money maker, yeah. You are money maker, but you are within your budget. Mm. But guess what? Mm-hmm. You just got your first, your first tour guide. Because they tell you everything that is there. Therefore, mm. I will never ever find myself at a popular tourist destination. Mm. Because you Googled it. Mm-hmm. You find True. it on the internet. You go on the internet. And I don't Google says, nothing. Yeah, I imagine myself when I walk into a new country. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's never a new country. Anytime I get stamped out of South Africa, yeah. I'm a blank white canvas. Wow. So there's an artist who's going to start drawing. Mm-hmm. So I've been to Kenya a million times. Mm-hmm. But every single time I go to Kenya, I know nothing about the country. Because I'm going to encounter somebody different. Yes. I'm going to do something different. Mm-hmm. I'm going to meet somebody different. Mm-hmm. I am going to be within a different cultural group. I'm going to be mm-hmm. eating different things all over mm-hmm. again. So mm-hmm. therefore, the artist, which is the country and the people of that country, mm-hmm. start drawing on the black canvas. 
and feeling, feeling exactly wow. but people want to go and google everything but but okay but we don't we don't know we don't know better we don't know better that's what that's what, what that's this the voice true. the voice that's out there is okay if you're going to a place you have to do your research and because you must be safe yes the so, only research i do is what is their religion and how do I need to be appropriately presentable uh, in public? Mm, mm. So if it's an Islamic country, it's mm. if it's a it's a Islamic country, then what does that mean? How mm. do I dress as somebody who's not from there? Mm. Because also um Islam uh as a religion is practiced differently in each in, country. Every, every country, yes. So mm. um for instance in Tunis, mm. I can wear my shorts. In the streets, nobody's mm. bothered. However, you can't do that in Egypt. You're mm. definitely not doing that in Mauritania or in Sudan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, if I know the basics of how to look presentable in front of then the aunties and the uncles, yeah. I am good. And then language, how do you how do you get over the, the, the language bit? Sign language, man. Mm. If you can say it and use your fingers to say it. Yeah, I mean, when I mean. went to, when I started doing West Africa, I had mm. never spoken French. But then as time went by, I had to order food. Mm. I learned French through reading menus. Are you serious? Yeah. But now all my French is gone because I've got nobody to parler français. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So with all these places that you've been to now, um, like especially Africa, mm-hmm. right? before I get to talk about South Africa, but what did, what did the, these experiences just teach you about us as, as, as Africans? Humility, mm-hmm. love, and this is why we were colonized. Mm-hmm. We are just too nice. <laughs> but then this is something that I also noticed. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> How do you find random catchy at a bus station and you say, no, 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 you're coming to stay at my house. You're not paying a hotel. And then I stay at your house the whole week. Uh... And that's, 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 that's how I have traveled wow. the continent. Okay. No, I want to, I want to, I want to. <laughs> so, so in terms, like Africans are just, we are always so open. open. Yeah. But then there's something that is such a South African thing. Mm-hmm. If you encounter somebody immediately mm-hmm. be suspicious. That is true. You always that have to true. be suspicious. Mm. So one thing that why are they being nice? My 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 travels. Yes, mm. my, one thing that my travels had to teach me is let your guard down. Yes, you still need to look after your belongings or mm. whatever, but you need to open yourself mm. so that you can receive people's energies. Mm. If you are going to trust your intuition. You will never deal with a bad person. Mm. Nothing bad will happen to you because you've given yourself out in love and kindness. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to have those questions and those doubts, mm. you don't have that love and kindness. So therefore, you're not open to receiving it. Everywhere I go, I lead with love and kindness. And it always comes it. back. Wow. So so you speaking about sleeping in, in people's houses because they invited you and so on. The couch surf, I think, because you've tweeted about yes, couch, couch surf a couple of times. Yes. A couple of times. So... In Africa, do we have that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did a whole game to Cairo Couchsurfing. Oh, okay. Tell, tell, tell my <laughs> so, listeners about Couchsurfing. So, so Couchsurfing yeah. is an online community mm. um, of broke people that love traveling. <laughs> <laughs> we are broke. We need to find a way to mm. travel. And we understand that the most expensive part of travel is accommodation. Is so, therefore, we'll give you a place to stay. Mm. Come stay at my house. I'll give you a place to stay. I would stay at your house. You go to the office as normal mm. and I do whatever I can. When you can get off work mm. or after work, we can go out and hit the There's streets. There's an app, ne? Yes. That's the thing app, yeah. Mm. Yes. So it's, 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 you can just link it through with your 
uh, your Facebook account or your Gmail account mm. and Bob's your uncle and people give you good reviews on there or bad reviews mm. that will get you kicked off. We're just, yeah? <laughs> yes, if you're oh, if a bad you, yeah, person, then they will get, get you kicked off. Yeah. It's Because it's, it's a very tight community of mm. people that protect each other. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I've loved about it is it's very hard in Africa to do couchsurfing in the cities. It's mm. in the villages where you win. People in villages who have literally nothing are the ones who are saying, I've got nothing, but I want you to come and share and nothing visit, with me. Yes, and that's yeah. where you actually get to know yeah. about the place that you're visiting. Yeah. Therefore, I can't go there and expect to be fed a burger or <laughs> spaghetti or whatever mm. fancy things. I'm eating whatever the locals are eating. <laughs> well, so what's the last place you visited? Uh, Namibia. Namibia. Yes. And? Well. Was it your first time? No. no. Oh. Namibia and Kenya. I don't know. I've mm. done those countries so many times. I don't know. Namibia and Kenya. Yeah. But Kenya understand. Kenya's like my and other And you home. love Kenya. Yo, they're going to marry Kenyan me in that country, guys. Who's this Kenyan Yo, they're going to marry me in that country, guys. Yes, us. Nyahamba manje. Tell me a bit about Nigeria. Not Nigeria. Namibia and then you can tell me why you know Kenya. Namibia, <laughs> Namibia is... I I I love the country and mm-hmm. for some reason I get too comfortable with Namibia. It's, you get into Vinduk and you feel like ah man, this is no spring. Yes, now. yes. It's like a small South African mm-hmm. town. But then you have to get out of Vinduk, which I do a lot. And Namibia, because it's it's mostly desert, there's no public transport in Namibia. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. Mm-hmm. So you literally just hiking everywhere you go. And I always forget this. And the place <laughs> is boiling Hot. hot, yeah. It is boiling hot. So you are going to find me in the middle of nowhere in the desert by myself, <laughs> trying to, to <laughs> hail down somebody. Just stop and give me a, a hike to the next town. Mm. So I never, ever, ever somehow remember that. But the best times has been, Namibia also has like good backpacking uh, 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 communities. Mm. So if you find yourself in Vindhoek, um, I found myself in Vindhoek where as backpackers, there was four of us. So we mm. decided, let's get a car and drive out to Swakop. Mm. So we get a car under one person's name, mm. but we share the costs okay. amongst the four of us, mm. which it works out to be cheaper mm. that way. Mm. So I think that's the one thing that I love about my kind of travel. Mm-hmm. My kind of travel opens me to meeting anybody and just mm. go wherever they are going or they go wherever I'm going because now we're going to share the costs. That's amazing. So yeah. like, for instance, when I was in Tunisia, when I had that extra week, I didn't plan to have an extra week. Mm-hmm. But then at the backpackers, there was this um, American boy from the U.S., mm. And he was like, well, I was like, well, I want to go to the beach then. So I can just go beach bumming the whole day, mm-hmm. floating in the Mediterranean. Mm. And he was like, well, I want to go to the Star Wars uh, uh, shoot uh, locations. I'm like, ah, that's a thing. He was like, yeah, let's in the go. desert. I'm like, sweet, let's go there. <laughs> the, He's like, sweet, the beach let's do two time. days at yeah. the beach. Okay. And then two days uh, we're going to go there. I'm like, let's go. Wow. But then when we started traveling together, because mm. he's a white guy, I'm mm. a black woman. They're like, so what's this? Like, oh, this is my husband. And people, like, Tunisians could not get it. They were like, huh? Black and white. <laughs> like, like, literally, they would say that in front of us. We're like, yeah. And then we go to a hotel room. Mm. Uh, we're like, yeah, husband and wife. Uh, can we have... They gave us two single beds. Because they could not promote whatever the hell we were doing. Because black and white, what are you doing? But yeah, those are, like, I, I like that. I like mm. the freedom of... It's... 
it's 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 whatever. The journey will unfold. The story will unfold. Mm. People always ask me, but aren't you scared? You're gonna be scared. You're gonna be lonely where you're going. I'm like, no. Mm. Where I'm going, there's people. Now, given your personality, I don't see how you could be lonely. <laughs> no, I can. I never get lonely. I'm the most interesting person I know, even in my own head. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's, it's. I got stories for days. That's why it's not hard to find all the boys. No, that's <laughs> that. Okay, but. You need to tell me then. How does how does it happen? Like the the holiday flings. You said you told me uh, you've got experience and you've got stories. I want to hear all the sto- all the interesting stories. So tell me about the the first. If if I ask you holiday fling, which one comes to mind? Zanzibar. But to, yes, you, you were talking, talking about yes, Zanzibar this week. You started week. talking about, like, and I'm like, I've been to Zanzibar. Me, I didn't yo. see anything. Tell us, yo. tell us. Like there's this <laughs> thing, man. What's Zanzibar? Wait, wait. I see a lot of South I actually, Africans. Yes. I actually have a friend who also had a fling in Zanzibar. No, no, no. Hold so on. I want to it's, it's, it's Zanzibar Tell is me. consistent. Tell me. There's a, gr- there's a lot of South African women who travel in their groups to Zanzibar. Mm-hmm. I Which I want to do. nothing more in my life than that. I envy nothing more in my life than going to Zanzibar and making it all about the girls and yeah. it's a perfect white sand life is because good. Because for you, it's always been the opposite. No. <laughs> <laughs> Zanzibar for me is Ho is a life, guys Mm-mm. Like, it just it just happens Okay, tell me about so your experience I'm When so I curious. first went to Zanzibar This was my first time mm-hmm. I'm not religious and I don't pray Yeah. And I was backpacking Cape to Cairo So I was not even looking at boys I so didn't does... look at one boy In, 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 <laughs> in, in, in uh, what you call this In, in Windhoek yeah. And he was from Tanzania And then Zambia, Zim, Malawi. I was just like, I man, these are South African boys. You the see them here all the time. Are the same. I'm not Kenya. Yeah. And then I got to Zanzibar. I was like, woo wee. <laughs> this is nice. Because all those Swahili boys now were yeah. out. Like, oh, Where is Zanzibar? Like delicious. Stone Town. Stone Town. Okay, are we going to Stone Town? Stone Town, guys. Stone Town is the place to be. We, you know what? We, we 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 would go to the beach and then we only go to Stone Town like a day trip. But and then yes, come back. But you just want to walk yeah. those anyway. No, you want Spend to be in Stone there. Town. Okay. You want to sleep in Stone Town because everybody's in Stone Town. Stone Town had that mm. has that evening market. Yeah. There's an evening market. Um, the sunset pictures that people show you where people are. Diving into the water mm. right there by the by the uh, by the park. Yeah, guys, yes, go to Stone Town. So I was there, <laughs> and there was there was an event, mm. and this man saw me, and he saw me speaking to his colleagues. So mm-hmm. he says, "What's that girl's story?" <laughs> so he invites me to lunch, and obviously it's ninety nine percent Muslim, and I'm sitting there, and everybody's saying, "Oh, we're going back to work, so they're gonna have uh, a soda." I was like, no, can I have a beer? It's lunchtime. <laughs> so he's taken aback because what what did I just invite to lunch? So I start taking pictures of the of the beer. Now he gets more curious. But he doesn't know how to question me. Who are you? What is going on? And that's like he goes and he asks his colleague. So his colleague then gives him a breakdown. Like, this is who she is. This mm-hmm. is where she's from. This is what she's doing. This is why she's here. Mm-hmm. Now he's captivated. <laughs> Ah, after that, <laughs> it was a phone call. That was an invite for uh, wine mm-hmm. over uh, watching the sunset, <laughs> which turned into condoms coming out in the bathroom. Oh, and then 
And then I found out he had a wife and two kids <gasps> at the festival. But then there was a hotter boy in front of me. So I didn't care about the wife and the two kids. So I was on the hotter boy who had a guitar and was just delicious, the Algerian. And, <laughs> and, then and, left your... and now this man is angry, Hori. Every week I've been taking you, I've taken you around the whole of Zanzibar. Mm. We've done things everywhere. I've been giving you money in the morning. Ah, I'm you like, wife. your booty, <laughs> you, you went to have a date with your wife. You think I'm going to sit and wait for you? <laughs> me, me, I do not have anything that holds mm. me down. You have a wife. Oh, me, my options are always open. I think that week mm-hmm. in Zanzibar was so rough. I had to take the ferry. Mm-hmm. From Zanzibar back to Dar es Salaam so I could get a bus to Kenya. Mm. And I promise you, I got onto that ferry. I put my bum down. <laughs> and I was like, dear God, thank you for helping me and surviving this week of being a whore. Mm-hmm. I don't pray. I'm not religious. Mm, but that but day you I were pray. like, thank you, Yo, God. That day was <laughs> but the thing is, I've actually met a lot of young women mm-hmm. who have had similar experiences mm-hmm. to me. Similar experiences who, you see... Those white sand there in Zanzibar. That's that people, not where it's at. No, it is where it's at. Yeah. But you guys want to look cute on in bikinis on them. <laughs> Some of us, we are doing other things on that <laughs> white sand. <laughs> and, <laughs> this is one of the things that my mother absolutely hated about my travels. Your mother. The fact that I was mm. so sexually liberated. Uh, but now she's at peace with it. She was like, ah. But did you, the sexual liberation start uh, during your travels? No, or have you always been al- like that? It was always like that. Okay. It's just now my mom was like, yes, yes, man. Now it's, she so, has a bigger scope. Yeah. It's not just in Joburg <laughs> anymore. So you tell your mom? Oh, my mom knows everything. She's my girl. <laughs> We're down. <laughs> We're down. Okay, so, but now... A lot of people do the whole holiday fling thing. Yeah. Obviously, you do it at, an, 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 at another level. Yes. But now people get attached. They go there. Oh, I've also guy. been attached. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Life happens, guys. Life happens. So the thing is, matters of the heart are not things that you can dictate. Mm-mm. The one thing that I've come to learn is we all have phases in life. Mm-hmm. So when when somebody walks into your life, that period of them being in your life, that could be just a phase. Mm. But you cannot say how long that person is going to be in your life for. So that means Lelo could be in my life for a week Mm -hmm. or Lelo could be in my life for five years Mm -hmm. or for eternity. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how long Lelo is in my life for. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to give him, give Lelo my best, right? Mm -hmm. That's all I have to give. Mm -hmm. And Sometimes you give your best and your best is reciprocated. And then a week later, you're supposed to be leaving this country. So uh, two weeks later, you are still in that country. And now you must get on a bus and there's tears streaming down his face. Tears streaming down your your face. face. That was in Accra. Yeah. Accra? Yeah. Yeah, that Ghanaian boy. How long, yeah. how, how long? How long? Oh, it was two weeks. Oh, shame, man. Ah, it was two weeks. And then I arrived in Lagos. I was on top of another one. Huh? I was done. <laughs> Your Legos was wait, lit. <laughs> wait, even Quentin Bain the back is like, yo, what do we have in studio today? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so Ghana, uh, Algeria, Lagos. Tell us about Lagos because we've heard things about Nigerian guys. You know, you know what? The one thing that traveling the continent has taught, <laughs> has taught me is the fact that every single thing you have been told about African men yes. 
is a lie. Really? Everything is as average as anything is ever going to get. Oh, that's it's disappointing. All a lie. <laughs> I took one for the team in Masai Mara in Kenya. It was a lie. Oh shit. No, it's it's all a lie. Guys, everybody's <laughs> average. Even Masai. Hey, everybody's average. If you find that extra long one or you are like it's not like it's like, specific it's, to those people. No. Oh, it's it's basically the same conundrum you're juggling in Job. Okay, so maybe then we can talk about which which ones are like loving and caring in, instead of size. All African men are loving and caring and cheating. Ah, my favorite. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. My favorite Senegalese men. What about Ah, oh, Senegalese men don't even hide it from you. They tell you straight up, you're going to be ni- wife number four. Oh, okay. So but at least you know is, what you're getting No, into. you know what yes. you're getting. But the thing is, you will never know who is this one, two, three, four, because that's how well you will be taken care of. Oh my you will goodness. get all your attention and everything okay, that you want. So- but the, then the other thing that I loved about the Senegalese community mm. is, as a woman, Mm-hmm. If you are unhappy with a man because he's an idiot, mm-hmm. you are encouraged to leave him. Love it. So one of uh, one of my friends that I made when I was there, her mom was on her seventh marriage. Wow. It's yeah, because okay. she's like, ah, you're an idiot. Nyakshia. Bye. Next. On to the next and one. I was just like, I am here for this life, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas we still have that stigma mm. that... You don't want to leave because mm. about Mazotino or whatever. Mm. But yeah, Ooh, but because you've in, built this relationship yes, for so but long. But in some parts of this continent, you are encouraged to leave. Uh-huh. As a woman, they encourage you to leave. Okay. So now, when you got attached for the like the guy in Ghana that yeah. you're crying for, how do you how do you? Because it because it's, it's a struggle now that I also see with 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 people I know as well. Like you go on holiday, you meet a guy, and then you 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 go back home. Obviously, the guy lives where he lives. You live where you live. You're not going to move countries and whatever. How do you Just say you wouldn't move countries. Well, I know a lot of people who have moved countries for love. Yeah, I guess. So I think more than anything, it's it's phases. Mm. You met somebody, it was nice. It was that honeymoon phase. mm. You never got to really know each other. Mm -hmm. It becomes easier when you understand that you don't own people. And if it didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen, clearly it was not meant to happen the way you wanted it to happen. Yeah. Why would you force it? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you wouldn't even consider moving to that country or thinking, it let was. me go with you, mm-hmm. then it was not for you. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to have that fling, have that time of your life, and curl then your just toes, move on. and then go live your best life in the <laughs> next one. Yes, it <laughs> happens that you may get attached or whatever, mm-hmm. but in all honesty, it was nice while it lasted. The, get a new passport stamp. <laughs> Go meet a new boy. <laughs> is there, how do you meet boys, though, when you're traveling? I go to bars. Oh. Boys are everywhere. Can't Boys are literally everywhere. When are we traveling together? Boys shall <laughs> you anywhere and everywhere. Okay. Kachi's going to take us through through Africa. Me, I want to experience one country with you. Where are we going? Actually, I, I don't know. <laughs> I actually kind of feel like we need to go to Uganda. Actually, I've never been. we Let's need to go. go. To this is why I've I never feel. Been. But it needs to be like a gold trip. Mm-hmm. I wanted us to go to Uganda. Something for like Nyege Nyege. Mm-hmm. It must just be girls. Because I feel like I need South African women yeah. to learn how to shella men the way Ugandan women do it. Ugandan, women, Ugandan women are not waiting for no, a man to say hello. Where you want to teach us how to shell up? We want to be shell up. No. <laughs> See, that is the problem. That's why you're sitting with problems <laughs> of men in your lives. You need to shell up these men. You need to pick them. So so they, they do it just like No, Ugandan nothing women. in Uganda. Oh, Ugandan women are goals. 
Wow. Ugandan women are going Ugandan women are going to shell out your men while you are walking ah. with them because you just don't look like you're interested oh in them. Oh my god. Yes, give that man attention. So did you try shellering in Uganda and no. did it work? No? No. When I went to Uganda and I was, I was in a relationship and mm. I honestly wanted to be so, to be to do so well by that relationship and I did do well, but I knew when I was in Uganda Mm-hmm. We lived mm-hmm. here in, in mm-hmm. Joburg, and oh, honestly, I remember saying to my friend, "I'm at a festival, <laughs> and there's not a single beard that I've noticed that I want to sit on. We have real problems, and that's when I knew that relationship had to end. Because I came back from uh, Uganda uh, and it ended. Wow! Because what what was I doing there? <laughs> what was I doing, guys? But 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 did you always have to have? A fling when traveling? No, you don't. Uh. It, no, but I mean it, you. It, it happened. No, mm. it, like so. I don't have flings in all in all these countries. Oh, it's just I like mean, if there's a if you know, if you're there you like, and you're like, cute mm. and you're willing to submit to Kachi, let's go. Because I call the shots here. Okay, <laughs> I am the boss here. <laughs> so, so that's also what I wanted to to ask now. What do you set ground rules from the beginning, or it's just like everybody knows I'm it's I'm here on holiday, consent. so that's it. No, mm. it's. No. So don't be for no. don't be catching feelings. No. No. <laughs> like people we genuinely have fun. we actually believe her the moment we leave this country we're gonna continue. <laughs> but then the moment you leave that country there's other yeah. things happening and you're just mm. like ah Mara, serious, what am I doing? No. <laughs> so you just kinda let it fade away. <laughs> you, you're never going to be on a holiday long enough to fall in love nah, that's to true. a point and where you want to, to make person. life plans. Mm. No, it's still honeymoon. You still everything is still nice. And yeah, because we get caught up in that know. honeymoon phase and we think this is how it's always going to yes, be. Yes, it's, no, it's no. Because, yeah, it's now he needs to fart in front of you, and now that's <laughs> not pretty. And you're like, yo, putin no, actually, I don't need to deal with this. Mm. So. Yeah, honeymoon phase is nice. Enjoy the. This is why I always say, if you're gonna get yourself into a honeymoon, stop thinking too much about it. Mm. Get in there with reckless abandon. Live your best life. Be loved up. If it doesn't work out, it, it doesn't, doesn't work, work out. out. Mm, that is so true. You can't be getting into relationships always thinking, oh, is he gonna marry me? Oh, are we gonna get serious? Oh, what does he want in life? Yo, live in the moment. Do this here now. Why are you planning for five years time? What? No, the only time you plan for five years time is your finances. See, you should see her face. She's like so serious. Like, no. <laughs> like, it hurts me so much. It hurts me so much to see young people in their 20s. Like, oh my goodness, we're going to get married. Shut up. Go travel and get laid. And then come back in your 30s and say, yeah, no, manja, I can settle down. Now because I can I've seen because life. you've done what you were meant yeah. to do in your twenties. Mm. You're supposed to explore in your twenties. Have fun. Mm. What is sex? What is it about? You're supposed to have sex in your twenties. When you are thirty, now you need to make clearer decisions. Mm. Who told you you were going to get your life together at twenty? Who do you know that has their life together at twenty? No one. Mm. And everybody keeps telling you, Guti, you're not going to get your life together in your twenties. Mm-hmm. When are you honestly think you're going to own a two-bedroom apartment in Bryanston while you drive? a Lamborghini when you're 26. Please, if your father does not have generational wealth, stop bothering us. Go live your best life. Yo, guys. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could get people to call in. I wish this is like radio. People call in and ask you questions because I'm like just dumbstruck. <laughs> so do you ever use like dating apps in your travels? I, I have. 
I did Tinder in, in, and all in, that. In, in, I only did. I did in Sierra Leone. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeez, where haven't you been? Mm. <laughs> I haven't been to the Indian Ocean Islands, mm. and I haven't been into the unstable parts of Central Africa. Okay. Yes. So yeah, and then coastal Africa. Yeah. Mm. I've I've pretty much done that, except uh, Algeria, Libya, and Equatorial Guinea. So, okay. Hmm. Okay. So you're telling me about using the dating app. So the dating app, I used yeah. it in, in Sierra Leone. Yeah. So the thing about West Africa, West Africa is a bit, it's, it's tricky mm-hmm. because West Africa is, is a different world. And if you are going to be a traveler, you are going to find yourself with uh, these 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 guys from what are the Lebanese guys? Mm-hmm. So the hospitality industry is very well owned by the Lebanese in the whole mm-hmm. of West Africa. So they pretty much run that. Um, in terms of meeting locals, it it unless you have somebody introducing you, okay, you are not it's going to difficult. win. Yeah. Yes. So in Sierra Leone was actually the country I couldn't go ahead with. Uh, the dating apps because of the mudslides and I had to be evacuated and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen things. You've seen things. You also, (laughs) you also talked about um, letting the embassy know that you are in whatever uh, place you visit. So So, tell us a bit about that and how do people do that actually? So if you are South African and you travel out of South Africa, Mm. you should go to a South African embassy just to say, hey guys, I'm here. I'm going to do some crazy stuff. So just be, (laughs) In the know. Mm. So would you, what type of places would you suggest I do that um, at? Because in any country where you don't know anybody, where okay. you feel you don't know anybody, mm. where you are not confident or in, in terms of your security or whatever, you want mm. to go to the embassy um, so that they can give you an emergency number. Oh. You always have somebody who 24-7 you can phone mm-hmm. um, at that embassy. And for me, it has helped me a lot because there's been moments where I got detained in countries and the only way that they could figure out where I was was that the embassies communicated with each other mm. because I had been to all of to them all and of they them, all yes. knew about me. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important that you go. It's, it's, this embassy is not going to do anything for you. They're not going to give you money, nothing. Mm. But you can go to an, to the ambassador's house and ask for Raybos and Biltong. Like, <laughs> they will be so happy when you do that because they're like, yo, that's the last time you heard somebody speaking. Yeah. Mm. So, but it's, it's just for security reasons. It's, mm-hmm. You just let everybody know mm-hmm. um, so that they know there's somebody. And because most people that live in the embassies don't really know the countries that they're in because they're mm. too scared to actually go and explore those countries. Ah. But then me, I'm sitting there, I'm like, Nasabi, I'll go there. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you said, which side is? do we find the terrorists? Mm. So tell me quickly so that I don't go there. Which side? <laughs> okay, if I go there, I'm going to get into trouble. Okay, I'm going to go this side. And that's what I do. Mm. And then I'll come back and then I'll give them feedback. Yo, you need to go here. Yo, the olives here were nice. <laughs> so what's what's the craziest thing that has happened? I know there's like a lot. But like what stands out when I ask you what's the craziest thing that, that has happened to you through your travels? Yo, I think the craziest thing was being in a country, mm-hmm. finding a hotel. And out of nowhere, I got a phone call. And that was the president's right-hand man saying, you mm-hmm. can't stay at this hotel. You need to go and stay at this one. Mm-hmm. And by virtue of that happening, it saved my life. What? 
the mudslides would have wiped <gasps> me out. I trusted a random stranger oh my. who took me to a beachfront hotel. But how, how did they just... Okay, how did that happen? Because when I travel, yeah. everybody knows. Oh. Governments actually are alert. They're like, ah, that crazy problem from South Africa is on the yeah. road again. Yes. Because of social media. <clears throat> because of social media. And that's why I'm always saying, that's why I always have this confidence to go anywhere and everywhere. I'm literally an untouchable egg. Because everybody knows there's this girl. Mm -hmm. Somebody somewhere is always anticipating to see, will I see her? Somebody out there is always looking out for me. Mm -hmm. There's always somebody looking out for me. I don't know it, but there's always somebody looking out for me. But how, how did it get to that? I don't know. Mm. There's it's like there's just there've, there've been people who mm. have reached out for me, uh, reached out to me using social media, mm -hmm. and that's ended up giving me a place to stay for a week mm -hmm. because they were just fascinated. I my <laughs> travels. I always do. say to people that <clears throat> my travels are not about how great I am at creating travel yeah. content. Or my travels are literally. My, my life and my whole career is testament of Africans. Mm -hmm. The people who met a random girl and took care of her until mm -hmm. she got back home. Wow. And in every country, they would phone to find out, do I have somebody that could host her? Even if she has plans or she has somewhere to stay, mm -hmm. can we just make sure that this person will look out for her? And that person will phone somebody that in the next beautiful. country. And the chain has always moved that way. Mm -hmm. The chain has always moved that way. And then people reach out to me. I mean, when I had to do West Africa, I had people offering me uh, West African passports. They're like, it would just be easier that way for you to what? use a West African passport. <laughs> I was like, that just sounds stupid, though. It defeats the purpose <laughs> of me traveling on a South yeah. African passport. Uh -huh. So, yeah. Wow. People are always looking out for you. Why haven't you written a book? I don't understand. Because it's just too emotional. And what? it gets a really, really hard for me to write most of these stories. But because then... I have to be super vulnerable. Mm. It's the hardest thing ever. Mm. It is the hardest thing ever. But then you're depriving us. I mean, the stuff, just the way you talk about your travels and how you travel and why you do it. And, and the crazy, crazy things you've experienced. You're depriving us. I know I am. Hmm? I know I am. So can you talk to yourself, Nje? I, I am. Lap. I'm... I'm 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 trying to center myself. There's nothing Hopefully wrong with being vulnerable, please. You know, you know. Actually, I had a dream about one Joburg-based publisher. Mm -hmm. She dropped you me see? an email, so I was just like, "Ah, my ancestors have spoken." You see, so this book really has to happen it has now. To. No, honestly, I think it's, I think it's, I have been writing. Mm -hmm. It's just it's the hardest process ever because mm -hmm. it's there's there's so much love that I have received mm -hmm. that having to relive those moments mm, it's, it's like very yeah, i understand how did yeah. you love me like that like yeah, without knowing because i think yeah. that's the biggest thing for my mom as well mm -hmm. my mom has like there's this all these aunties and uncles and cousins across the continent that mm -hmm. she cannot wrap mm -hmm. her head around to say how did you yes you are my family now but how did you just open your heart yes. to a random girl and that girl yes. just happens to be my daughter, daughter yeah. so it's, 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 yeah. It's, I think also the other thing is my travels have been really, really tough. I think that's mm -hmm. another thing that I don't speak about a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. I'd never advise anybody to do West Africa on public transport. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I, do I, it. I, I can't imagine. Um, when I came back from West Africa, I had to close myself in my house by myself for two months because I was just so aggressive. Literally, you're like, hi, Kachi, I'm ready to punch you in the mm -hmm. nose because 
what am I going to fight Yo. about? Because West Africa was literally fighting for survival every single day, which gave sure. me a different perspective of African Africans. Mm. Because no matter how hard Nigeria or Lagos or Guinea Conakry or wherever I was, mm-hmm. no matter how hard it got, mm-hmm. I had a passport mm-hmm. and enough money to fly home. There's but millions you were like, people, I'm not going to. There were millions mm. of people who do not have that option that I had. Mm. Now, there's millions of people who are in this South Africa who came from that situation. Mm. But they came here and they made something of themselves. Mm. And as a South African, you want to question it. No, my guy. You want to actually have a conversation with that person. Mm-hmm. Because that is another different type of survival skills. Yeah, true. That South Africans do not care about. South Africans do not want to learn anything out of our comfort zone. Even mm. when we travel, we only want to go where we are going to be comfortable. comfortable. Mm. Mm. South Africans don't want to get out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But have you seen the political climate in this country? Mm. My friend, you have to get out of mm. your comfort zone. Because mm. if you're going to get ready when <laughs> shit has literally mm-hmm. hit the fan, mm. it's too late. Mm. Where are you going to go? Mm. If you can't handle somebody because of your own prejudices that are, that you've built up in your head. Yeah. When shit hits the fan in this country, where are you going? Where are you going to mm. are you gonna going be to go? To go to and there? who's going to open their door mm. to you? Because you know, the whole world mm. does not even like you because of the color of your skin. So there's also this thing now when we travel outside of uh, the country to uh, our fellow, fellow African countries, they always bring up the, the stuff about xenophobia. Xenophobia is so how, easy to handle. How do you... There is no African country with no xenophobia Mm. there isn't it does not exist the only difference is south africa we've got media it's going to be put out there Mm. i live in joburg i've lived here every single time there has been a protest in randburg i grew up in randburg Mm. i've never come across a protest Mm. but when the media goes out there it says south africa Mm -hmm. Mm. it says south africa it's not going to say oh it's a small little uh, part of Joburg, mm, mm, Randburg, a small it's suburb. South Africa, so it's South Africa. Is everyone, everyone. But then why is nobody going to discuss the Somalis that are in Kenya mm, and what's happening mm, to, them to them there? Yeah. What's happening to all the Nigerians that are in Ghana? Mm. What's happening across the whole of West Africa? Why is nobody discussing it? Why is but that only a conversation like, yeah. we have about South Africa? Mm-hmm. You need to start asking your, your fellow Africans, why don't we discuss the stuff that happens in your in country? country. Yeah. Why do we only talk about South Africa? <laughs> so you want to sit there and you say, oh no, I'm sorry. What are you apologizing <laughs> for? What are you I apologizing for? <laughs> also, the other thing is, if you look at the, rep- the, the, the process that xenophobia happens, mm. these protests that are so-called xenophobia attacks, mm-hmm. they're all linked to elections, mm. one way or another. Mm. Every single election across the continent will have tribalism. Mm-hmm. There will be a protest and a fight based on tribalism. tribalism. That's mm. the difference between South Africa and the rest of the continent. Mm-hmm. We do not have tribalism. Mm-hmm. When apartheid was strong at it, mm-hmm. black people had to go into the trenches together. Mm-hmm. There was no, you are Zulu, you are Venda, you are Kosa, you are... We are all going to the same exile. Yeah. Therefore, South Africans cannot be separated based on those prejudices. Mm-hmm. The easiest way for us is you come at us about other fellow Africans because they literally are the weakest mm. link. However, in other African countries, the weakest link is the smallest tribe. Mm. The weakest link is the smallest tribe because yeah. that's how the polit- political climate is mm-hmm. as well. Like in Kenya, 
there's probably never going to be a president in Kenya who's mm. not Kikuyu because that's the largest polit- uh, that's the largest tribal group and everybody who's Kikuyu is going to vote for a Kikuyu leader wow but then you don't want to learn the stuff about mm-hmm. other African countries. So when people confront you about xenophobia, you want to apologize. apologize. What are you apologizing <laughs> for? Go and learn. Read a book. Follow me. I'll teach you nice things on Twitter yes. while I talk about boys. Yes. While you talk about boys. Boys are very important. <laughs> boys are like, I, I have this thing where I say, when God created me, there were three B's that he created mm-hmm. so that I could be happy. All right. That's boys, mm-hmm. beers, and the beach. Oh, you love the beach? Oh, yeah. I'm a water mm-hmm. baby. I love the beach. Put me anywhere next to water I am with You are good. I'm ready. That's where the things happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But speaking of South Africans now, I want to bring the focus back to, yes. to travel in South Africa. Yes. What's, what's your view of... Like just like the state of travel in, in South Africa. Yo, I wish we could do a lot more for domestic travel. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish South Africans could understand, Hori, if you are based in Joburg and there's four of you, you can go on a proper, proper, solid road trip. Mm. That would be so Instagram-worthy. And mm. all you have to contribute would probably be 2,500 rand for a mm. weekend. That will include your transport, your mm. food, and Because everything. you're driving. Mm. So I think the, the, the biggest challenge that we have with tourism in South Africa is lack of access to information. Yeah, absolutely. So, that is so, so true. So, so if you see any tourism campaign... It's going to always be a five-star hotel. Mm. But I'm traveling with my friends. We want to get there and have a braai. Mm-hmm. So give me options of, of, of backpackers. Yeah. Give me options of, of, of um, self-catering establishments. Mm-hmm. But when I say backpackers, you need to explain to me that not everywhere is a dorm. I don't yes, sleep <laughs> in a backpackers. I don't sleep in a room with six other people. Mm. I will always go for a single room. Mm-hmm. It will be single. It will be in suite. But nobody's telling South Africans that. The mm. moment you say backpackers, thinking, people are thinking, yeah. yo, mm. nine. Mm. that's too much. That's, yeah, that's, that's actually what, so, that's what comes to So access to information. We need to share more information regarding affordable travel options, mm-hmm. which is something that is not happening currently. Mm. We do not have that. Mm. So how do we then change that? How do we then have travelers who Mm. are going to share honest experiences Mm -hmm. and be honest and authentic? Mm. Not people who are being given free travels (laughs) and just take them because, yo, I'm going to show you. Yes. No. Why are you taking free travels? What is your purpose in this travel industry? We don't have money. We don't have money. Exactly. We don't have money. Mm. But if you sat down and you said no, what would happen? Oh, they would pay you to go? Well, they pay me to go. Halala. Yes, girl. I've said no. I've been getting paid to travel since 2016. Oh, my God. Why is everybody not getting paid? The same people who are not willing to pay you are paying me. Wow. Why do you keep saying yes? yes? Yeah. Me, I say no. Me, I'm not getting (laughs) off my couch unless there's money coming into my account. I I have unkept Wi-Fi and Zini. Why would you why would you want to travel if there's no money? Yes. <laughs> How do I even get to the airport mm. if I've got no money? Mm. No, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The day South African travel influencers mm-hmm. want to get paid, they will all sit and say no to free travel. Mm. Because then somebody will take you seriously. Mm. I said no. I chased a lot of people away. Mm-hmm. And it did chase a lot of people away. Mm. But because I they people thought who, I could find somebody exactly. else who wants to travel for free. But I kept I then kept people mm-hmm. who when they see my rate 
they're not mm. going to question it. They respect that. They're going to respect yeah. it and go with it. Yeah. And yes, it's not as much as you guys would get if you were taking free travels. Mm -hmm. But I'm living a solid life. Mm. My life is solid. And at the end of the day, I am then pushing only and only what I wanted to do in tourism. Mm -hmm. All I've ever wanted was community-based tourism. Mm -hmm. I want to take tourism into our villages, into our townships. Mm -hmm. I want to show our people that there's opportunities here. Mm -hmm. There's opportunities into opening our homes mm -hmm. to a bunch of strangers who are going to leave as friends and family tomorrow. Wow. That is the only way we are going to change the negative perceptions mm -hmm. that people have about ourselves. Because nobody's writing books about us. Mm -mm. Nobody's educating us about mm -mm. ourselves. Right now, I can tell you, if I was to take you to a Venda uh, homestay mm -hmm. in Venda, you would be shocked because it's not a culture you know of. Mm. You would be shocked because mm. it's not a culture you know of. You see it on Twitter all the time when people would post food and somebody's like, yo, how are you eating that? But that's somebody's <laughs> culture. Mm. That's somebody's culture. Mm. You're South African. You don't even know it. Mm -hmm. The moment we start opening, you need to stop looking at your home as Aksekaya. Mm. Your home is a destination to somebody else. True. How do you open so, it so to that somebody? Mm -hmm. That's all I do. I don't care for a five-star hotel. I don't want to even go. Hotels are boring. <laughs> All those business people and their laptops trying to look yeah, important. Suit. Guys, <laughs> me, I also have a laptop and your suit. I don't care for a suit. Mm -hmm. I don't want to wear it. Mm -hmm. I want to be within the people. I want to actually learn about myself. So so what should we be doing then if we... Because there's a lot of people that want to travel like in the country. Yes. But they just... Let's say they want to travel the, your way. Yes. And don't go to all these five-star hotels. What's, what should we be doing? Well... Two days ago, the CEO of South Africa Tourism, Sisanjana, announced that uh, they were going to be focusing on um, community-based community mm -hmm. tourism. So there's a bit of hope. Mm -hmm. um, I think more than anything, it's we, we're going to have to work together. People are going to have to work together to say, how do we then partner up to bring this information mm -hmm. to, to the South African audience? Mm -hmm. um, because homestays have been happening in this country, mm -hmm. but... Like in Limpopo, for instance, Limpopo has a lot of homestays mm. where travelers from Europe mm -hmm. are constantly in some random vendor village learning how to do the local dance or wow. how to do the beadwork. Yeah. But we don't mm. know about it. Mm. We don't know about it. I know those initiatives. Mm. But how do we then bring it out to oh, South yes. Africans? Mm. For them to also to get to experience, like like you said, so that we don't get shocked when we see what yes. fellow South Africans, not yes. even Africans, um, are eating and how they live. And they, how, you still how they get live. shocked. Mm. Yes. So mm. that when you... Because I think for me, the biggest thing was when I was growing up in school, I always had all these other classmates from all these other different African countries. Yeah. But then they all spoke in different accents. <laughs> I was just like, where do you come from? Why do you speak like that? How do I get there to learn about it? Now, when I was in 1999, that's when Mubango first came on mm -hmm, TV. Mm. And I was in boarding school. I had just left Venda. People did not know much about uh, the uh, Venda, Venda people. Yes. And, and... I was bullied at school for that huh? because I was the only vendor that was there because it was a bunch of Ndebeles, the mm. Zulus, uh, the Pedis yeah. and English mm -hmm. or like you were white or Indian or Afrikaans mm. or whatever. But I was that only vendor kid. Mm. And I'd, when Mubango would play, they would start laughing at this language. How? And that's exactly what it feels like mm. when you sit with somebody 
and you're going to make fun of their accent. Mm-hmm. Now you're trying mm-hmm. to belittle them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, well, it, it couldn't break me down. My mom was always a champion mm-hmm. because she would handle it. Mm-hmm. I would tell her, like, they're making fun of me for mm-hmm. this. And she would handle it. My mom was always ready to handle things. <laughs> like, my Love mom it. would make a phone <laughs> call and say, I'm phoning you. To tell you this is happening to my child, yeah. it needs to stop. Should it happen again, I will not be phoning you. You will be dealing with my lawyers. Oh my and gosh. that's how it is. Mm. You do not mess with my mother's child. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for me to, to get around that. Mm-hmm. But how do you get around that when your parents are then facing the exact same discrimination mm-hmm. from South Africans? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how about if we are going to have kids? Mm-hmm. We don't wait for our kids to go to nursery school and learn, oh, there's actually a language called Chivenda and mm. they eat mashonja. Mm. How about you actually start exploring South Africa so that your kid is not going to see Chigombera, a traditional Chivenda dance, and think, oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> How about we start doing that? And maybe that could actually help us learn each other's languages. Oh yeah, and you speak like all all everything. Africans. It's not like I had to do Africans throughout all my life. But I had to learn these languages mm-hmm. because the moment I got taken out of Venda, all I had was Chivenda and English and, and then the bit of Zulu. Mm. But then now you are in this place where they are literally speaking a different language mm, and everybody's Sichuana speaking this language. Else. Mm. And how do you fit in? Mm-hmm. You can't sit and wait for people to translate to you every single time. Mm. Honestly, I feel like I'm annoying to, mm. to want a constant translation. Now, I remember when I was in Gabon, after having learned all this French through reading menus, we had a dinner uh, a dinner party and there was about nine of us. Mm. Everybody spoke French. Oh. I sat there listening. I knew exactly what they were saying. I could not respond. But I knew exactly what, what was going saying, on in that yeah. conversation. Because I put it on myself to say, mm-hmm. I am going to learn. Mm-hmm. I am going to learn. Therefore, there is no way on this African continent mm-hmm. where you will plunk me. It does not matter how remote. Mm-hmm. I will be just fine. I will be just fine. That means anywhere in this world, mm-hmm. I will be just fine. Mm-hmm. But then your child only knows their home <laughs> in their rural KZN in the Valley of a Thousand Hills. Wow, you and one are... day you are going to expect them to get up and go somewhere mm-hmm. and they must survive. Mm-hmm. But you've never even how? taken them to Mpumalanga. Mm-hmm. How do you expect them to adapt? Mm-hmm. Because oh. we literally are living in a global village. Mm-hmm. It's are. literally a global village. More young black people are being exposed. How many black kids are teaching English in, in China now? In China. When mm. I started blogging, I used to talk mm-hmm. about all these opportunities. I was like, why are you guys not doing this mm. as young black people? Mm. Why are we not doing this? Mm. But we are doing it. We will catch on. And more and more of us are catching on. Mm-hmm. And more and more of us are realizing that you actually don't need to live anywhere close to your family. No, you Family is don't. annoying and toxic <laughs> as hell. You can see Get away from them. If you're yes. available. <laughs> Get away from them. Mm-hmm. Go out there and be your own person. Mm-hmm. Go out there and be your own person just for a year. Mm-hmm. Just for one year. Go and struggle to stand on your own. Let it break you down to your core mm-hmm. so that you can build yourself mm-hmm. in a way that no matter what happens in life, you are unshaken. Wow. You are literally unshaken. And I always tell people, aren't you scared? I'm like, scared of what? <laughs> There's literally nothing in life you can bring me that mm-hmm. would scare me. There's certain things that intimidate me. Yes. But I don't fear anything. Mm-hmm. I built this. This 
the self-esteem, the confidence. Mm, I built, built this it, yeah. from scratch because mm-hmm. every single thing that was built when I was growing up mm-hmm. was easy to break. The continent mm-hmm. could break it. So the continent mm-hmm. broke it. I started building. Mm-hmm. I built every single thing. What on earth could you possibly bring my way that would break me? Mm. I built this. The only person who can break this is me. Is you. Mm. I built this. Hmm. I was reading something that says you cannot break what you didn't build. Or was it someone That's saying me that? That's me that tweeted. And you, you were like, I, oh my I really goodness! needed to Oh my it. goodness! It was you! Yes, because yes, you tweeted and I was like, hmm... That is so, so true. Because I, yeah, because it was like at a moment where I was also just going through things. Yeah. Wow. Life, you, life really generally you've is challenged, that simple. You've challenged me so, I so much. I am so glad. So you that have... means 2020, you are getting out of your comfort zone. <laughs> Listen. You are you getting out of your comfort zone. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Comfort zones and, are overrated. And I think, I Nothing think, fun happens. Yeah, there. that's so true. And it's always the same thing over and yes. over, right? And I think I'll, I'll, my listeners will also be Nothing fun happens. Challenged. Yes. <laughs> wow. We even like I even forgot like what we wanted, but we did talk about the we flings. Because guys, we told you we told you about um the flings because that that that's that's what I wanted to talk. about. I was like, <laughs> okay, it's Feb. How do I <laughs> bring this whole love month thing into this discussion? Yes. My word, this has been amazing. Well, so so um, any last few words to my to my listeners that have been traveling the the way Google says we should travel. Look forward to getting lost. Mm-hmm. You need to get lost in life. You need to get lost and find your way. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I don't panic. Mm-hmm. You will never find me in a panic ever because my brain rationalizes things. Mm-hmm. So when something happens, I need to think fast and I need to think with clarity. Mm-hmm. The moment you panic, there is no clarity. That's one thing that travel has done. Travel took me out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. put me in this place where I don't know anybody and I don't have any sort of safety. Yeah. And I have nobody to depend on but myself. Mm. Therefore, I cannot panic. Mm. Everything is resting on me. Anything that happens, I need to calm down first Mm. and then figure out how I'll deal with it. And that process needs to take three seconds. (laughs) You can't be panicking. (laughs) You cannot be panicking Mm -hmm. when you have somebody who's trying to bash your face. No, that's true. Because you don't want to pay a bribe. You you Mm. have to always think at the top of your feet. Mm -hmm. And I think more than anything, travel will teach you so much about yourself. We go out there looking for things to learn and learn about cultures and people and experience, Mm. all this stuff. But essentially what's happening is you're learning about yourself. Mm -hmm. You Mm. need to learn about yourself. You interacting with those people Mm -hmm. in that destination. Mm -hmm. That's you learning about yourself because you're going to go and think about that interaction. True. That -hmm. that interaction is going to teach you something about Mm -hmm. yourself. Hmm. That's travel. I love it. So we're going to try and do travel the the catchy way. You have to. No, you don't have to do travel the catchy way. But do some travel where you literally can get lost. Yeah. Go get lost. Go yeah, get I think lost. just to do it differently, just try different things. Mm. Not always like the way we, we, mm-hmm. we, we are you know, accustomed so to. So the, the easiest way I would say is if you wanted to go to a destination, mm-hmm. have your budget for whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah. But don't book it. Mm-hmm. Do not book it. Mm-hmm. Go with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. You know your budget. You will stick to it, or you will go you less. Have it, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try this. 
second half of the year and I need time to think. <laughs> <laughs> always, that, always, 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 that always mm. buy your travel insurance. Mm. Don't ever travel Yes, no, travel that, insurance. yeah, no, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been like such an eye-opener. Thank you for You're going to come me. back again because I think there's you so reckon? much. You need to, yeah, yeah, you have so much to share. You have so oh much to share. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, I do. I Please do. think I about that uh, book. Thank you. I, I am. Thank I you. am. Thank you very much. No pressure. I am. <laughs> All right. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> thank you great. for having me, Lelo. Awesome. <laughs>